dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You know we back. Uh-huh. We here. We here. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. 86? 86, brother. Now, I'll put this out there. We got a lot of people listening to our pod, people that have podcasts of their own. Yeah. And I know they've been in the situation that we're about to go into. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, normally when you do a pod, you know, you communicate via phone, via text, email, whatever. Do a little show prep. Yeah. I do show prep every day before I go on the air and do my show. Uh, there's no show prep for this episode. Yeah, it's freestyle. You can't make this up podcast. It's freestyle Sunday for us. Bars. <laughs> it's about to just we were just about to talk and see where the conversation takes us. And yeah. uh, but it was just a lot of things that happened out there, social media wise, yeah. sports wise, uh, in our lives. Period. So mm-hmm. uh, we we'll just we we'll see where the conversation takes us, and yeah, uh, yeah. we'll just do what we do, man. So yeah. uh, first of all, first off. You closed out Jillies. You DJ the last party at the legendary Jillies. I've been thinking about that all weekend, man. Like I don't take that for granted because Jillies is such a you know iconic place. It's our Carnegie Hall type of you know for dating. You know it's just it's held everything down. It's it's been a staple in the community for decades. You know generations have gone through there, and a lot of the artists that's gone through there. You mm. know you've you've known and heard of, and just to be just to be a part of that, you know. It's dope. You know, it's dope to be able to say, you know, the last person to DJ in Jillies was me. You know? So that's that, that's a dope, a dope little uh, hashtag to have. So, <laughs> man, uh, obviously, them being around for over 40 years, mm-hmm. I think it was like 45 years. Yep. Um, here's a quick story about the uh, owner, Jerry Gianni. Uh, he passed away yes, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, when I first started working at the radio station, uh, they used to have a uh, a jazz show mm-hmm. that he hosted over there at uh, Books and Company in Town and Country. Okay. And uh, that show would come on probably like about uh, anywhere between 8 and 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we would go out there, we would set up, and uh, there would be a producer back in the studio playing, you know, jazz songs. And he would have his list of songs that he wanted played. And he would always buy me a, a, a tea because I didn't drink coffee mm-hmm. or a bagel or something. Cool guy, man, just real laid back, and you know, it's just unfortunate that he passed away, man. Yeah. And it's just like you know, you think about those people that that you started in this business with, and then some of them are moved on to different career paths, and now this unfortunately has passed away. And now, you know, what I'm saying something he had built over the years, his a uh, club, jazz club, whatever you want to call it, call it, is now closing, and uh, it's just crazy how that works, man. Yeah. It's just crazy, like. I I met him when I was brand new in the business. You know, obviously he was already in the business for a long time. He was an <laughs> yeah. OG in this, and and you have an opportunity to spin at his nightclub is is just dope. It's yeah, just that's small the, world, dog. Right. That's the only hole in this is that I never personally got to meet Mister mm. Jerry, but like his family that you know, like the thing that like stood out to me was he passed on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and they had the uh, viewing and funeral. On Friday wow. of a Jilly's night that we was of an old school groove night, 
So, like, they literally, like, laid him to rest. And then the family works there. So his brother, mm-hmm. I believe, is either daughter or niece or something. But, like, family was there serving us, helping us, you know. And, like, Faith did a great job of recognizing them and honoring that, honoring their family for doing that. But, like, every story I've heard about him seems like he was just, like, the coolest dude. Yeah, yeah, so very cool dude. I wish I would have gotten a chance to meet him. But, like, if he's anything like his family, man, they... They they all right with me. Like the first my, my my first gig in there, the first couple of drinks they gave me for free. Every time I and I'd always go try to pay for a drink. He'd always the brother was running it, but he'd always oh I got it. Go ahead, go ahead. You know he give me a couple rounds if if I want it. So to have that kind of love that just makes the DJ more comfortable. You know? mm-hmm. it, and and a simple thing as a shot or two. You know just to know that you got that in your, in your back pocket if you want to get a little relaxed or yeah. get mingled in with everybody else. You know that's 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 a, a plus to have. So I, I I really ain't gonna miss it, man. Like the event ain't going nowhere. Right. But, I, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna miss you know be, pulling up the jillies and, and just that whole vibe, man. Because walking in there, all the you know. <laughs> You 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 name a band from the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. funk, R and B, you know, you name it. Like they've been in there. They hit that stage. Yeah, so it, it was a blessing, man. And uh, looking forward to twenty eighteen and see what else we can do. Absolutely, it's the thing about his family that you mentioned them uh, laying him to rest and coming to work the club that night. Yeah, it's a saying that goes around, man. It's not a new saying; it's a old saying. The show must go on. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. In this business of entertainment. It, the show must go on, man. Mm-hmm. There's patrons that need to be served. There's patrons that are coming to your club. Patrons that are listening to your radio station. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need to be served, and it's and it's our responsibility as quote unquote entertainers mm-hmm. to do that. And it's it's crazy because you know I was talking to uh, ATL, the hype man over there at uh man, not only Club Ace <laughs> but numerous clubs yeah. in the city. But I was talking to him about um you know. We're going to be out there on Sunday night, which is uh, New Year's Eve. And I was telling him, like, yo, let's 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 really jump on this early. Like, we probably should have been on it last week. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there about uh, New Year's Eve, pumping the club up, making sure everybody knows it's a spot to come to for New Year's Eve, all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, yeah, but you be bouncing at midnight, man. You need to stick around one time. I was like, man, I got to be on the air at 10 a.m. and I got to do show prep and I got to do this, that, and the third and the fifth. It's like, even on New Year's Day, I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. The, the show, show must go must on. Must go on. <laughs> like, if I'm not in there, when that that's, that light says my first break at 10.05, if I'm not there to speak, it's dead air. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. show must go on. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Even on a holiday, mm-hmm. unless I got it covered by somebody else, you know what I mean? That's, the show must go on, man. That's how it I don't was, stop. That's how Radio I was, is 24-7, 365. Yep, that's how I was feeling this weekend. I've mean, just been under the weather. Just a little, you know, I always get something going on around this time of the year. And, like, you know, I'm laying in the bed all day like, God, I just want to call in. Call in sick, you know, but it's like the moment a DJ calls in sick might be yo, you might be on the uh, – uh, terminal sick leave, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you like you say, you know, you got to get up, you got to, you got to keep pushing, keep grinding. And and before we get off this topic, man, I want to shout out the city of Dayton, man, because y'all really came out to Jillies. I was gonna ask, and really, I seen the turnout I mean, on the snap a little bit. I, I got to do five or six of them, probably over, you know, somewhere around there, and that was by far the pack. You know, it was packed. It was standing room only. Shout out to Coach JG. Them Trotwood Rams came through. <laughs> he came through, and uh, Skano was in there, man. Like, a lot of people came through just to experience it one more time, man. And it was dope 
the other DJ that did it for nine, ten years, uh, I forget his name, Dr. Galen Drake. Yeah, there you go. Galen Drake. He uh he uh I let him do the last half well, I didn't let him. I, <laughs> you allowed it to happen. <laughs> I volunteered to open up and let him close out the night in a space that he rocked for you know, a decade plus. So and he did his thing and it was just it was just a good night, man. It felt good through and through. Everybody was up. I mean, by eight fifteen, eight thirty I had dance floor with 50, 60, 70 people on it, you know, and sitting, people were coming in by the fives and tens, and it was just a great night, man. It was a great old school groove night, and uh, we're moving it to the Frank Ware, it's called the Unity uh, Banquet Hall now, it's mm-hmm. on Cincinnati Street for those the old Frank Ware, but that's where it's going to be, and uh, no break in time, so the first Friday in January, we kicking it there too. So. Right back at right it! Right back. Right back yeah. at get it! Get a check and get it right back. <laughs> hey man, I love it. I yeah. love it, man. Now my week. Let me give you the uh, the short version of this. Hectic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you uh when you live. Well, I live in town, obviously, but my family is all in Cleveland. So is the wife's family. So we go home for the holidays. And you know, being older, you know, I don't go home as much as I should. Mm-hmm. So I make it a point that I am going home for Mother's Day. Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is non-negotiable. Yeah, it is. It is literally in my contract at at the station. I this is non-negotiable. Yeah. I can't do it. I'll work these Fourth uh, of Julys. I'll yeah. work these. I, I hold Easter down for yeah, y'all. Whatever. I, you. <laughs> I, I'll do all this. But this Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Mother's Day are non-negotiable. Yeah. Period. Point blank. So, with all that, you have to work ahead. Yeah. And in my realm. I always am two weeks ahead, period. But now, being that I'm basically going to be gone for a whole week, I'm like, I'm almost into February with my work. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to keep that stuff in line. Just be like, okay, no, I'm not scheduling for the next two weeks. I'm scheduling for the next month. Yeah. To be thinking a month ahead is hard work, man. It is. It, it, I know that firsthand because this year, this was the first year where I had a couple hiccups just in the abundance of, you know, Inquiries for gigs, you know, booking gigs, having to go do a gig. It was it was a few times this year where I just got really discombobulated, you know? <laughs> and I just really was like, "Yo, I need the wife to pick up some of this or help out," because it was just trying to plan for something that's you know four to six weeks away, but you got you know this going on, and the station might have wanted to you know whatever was yeah. going on. It was just like it was a, a, a checklist of all checklists, and it was just hard to keep it all together. So I definitely understand that that grind of of, yeah. of just and, organizing, especially on your behalf, because they're paying for a service and it's a quote unquote one time service. Yeah. So you want to give them your very best, like exactly. you know, if I have a bad show on Tuesday, I'm right back on the air on Wednesday. Like, all right, man, that show kind of sucked. I kind of melted in. Let me let me dig in my vault, yeah. dig in my bag, dig in my little bag of tricks to be like, all right, let me pull out a good question that'll get the phone lines ringing. Let mm-hmm. me do this. Let me do that. Let me make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But you, it's yeah, it's a one-time thing. It's like, all right, shot. I'm spinning. Did not miss your chance to blow. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's really like that. I mean, like, my DJ career, I've always... I've always thought that like the next year is going to slow down. The next year is going to slow down. And I don't know why I feel that way. People know who I am and people request me and I'm blessed to have that, you know, get them phone calls. But it just always feels like because I'm not in this lane as I used to be or because my lanes have changed a little, I just feel like oh, the request won't be as much. And it's like every time I think that, nah, bro. I, I get the random. <laughs> I had a lady, man, this was so random, man. 
And it's just it just shows how like me and my wife joke like we live in the eleventh hour, you know, the twenty third <laughs> hour of life all the time. Oh, and it was like Bill was due, we trying to XYZ things and I literally get a random phone call from someone that was inquiring for a price. They wanted to book me for like six hours. So I told them I charge a hundred an hour, but I give them a little love. Told them like five. <clears throat> Within like ten minutes, she calls back, like, can you do four fifty if I give you three hundred now? Uh hell yeah. So they literally cashed at me three hundred dollars. I was able to get X, Y, and Z crossed off. You know, it's yeah. like every time things get a little like up, oh, let me uh, figure out how we're gonna get this done. It's like something comes up, and it's uh, it, it literally it happened like forty seven times. You know, it's like <laughs> it ain't like once or twice. It's, it's happened a lot, and I I just always laugh at the fact that like someone always is trying to reach out and book something, and it, I pretty much got something once a month. For the whole 2018 already. Wow. So and that's and that's and it's early in the you know people are starting to plan their weddings and all mm-hmm. that of course but you know the random you know retirement party that I'll get or the you know the 60th birthday or the college kid graduating like I, I I get these random calls and it's like they be right on time. So what <laughs> is the absolute cutoff? Like do you have a cutoff where like. Especially now, I know early in your career, if somebody called you on a Saturday morning, like, "Hey, make you spend the night, you yeah. on it." Yeah. Is does that is that still in your Man. wheelhouse? Would you still do that? Yeah, I would. I for I think for me, it's like don't hit me at seven thirty, like because <laughs> by seven thirty eight, I've already probably made a decision on what the evening's gonna be, you know. And I, I've had I've had a, a, you know once or twice where I've had to fill in or somebody needed some help and it was crunch time and I you know. Got up and ran and got my stuff and did it, but now more than more than I was younger, I'd probably pass on a lot of those late calls just because being a family man and like you know doing that's what I'm saying, yeah, doing all those things. But like the kids might have gotten excited because we're going to go see Christmas lights. There's a spot in Eaton that we go to every year, and it's like you just drive through this park, and it's like literally like a huge Christmas light extravaganza where you're just driving through and seeing all the different things and meet Santa in the little cabin area. It's like this little place in Eden that my mom likes to go to every year and we do that probably the last 10 years and like something like that could have been planned and I get a call and it's like nah man I can't. Like I, this family time for me like this is this is my crunch time for my family you know mm-hmm. I got a 10 and a 9 year old this year 2018 coming up January and March so it's sooner than later and uh, just when when you get to that age and you start having kids in that double digit range, it's like we gotta start making sure that we cherish every single, especially having girls, man. Because I know it's gonna be a couple years there where daddy ain't gonna be <laughs> as cool, daddy ain't gonna be as fun, daddy ain't gonna be as wanted, you know. So I try to cherish every little you know hug and 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 laugh and tackle that we can do now. So that means a little more to me than these gigs. So yeah, yeah, man. I, I think about that from time to time. It's funny you mention that because I got a homeboy. His son is ten, and uh, he was telling me all the little blow up he had with his son. And I was like, dude, you know, and I know at the probably about the age of thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. you gonna have to put them paws on it, <laughs> like yeah. for real. It's like I know. It's like, but the thing is, dude, little dude's strong right now. <laughs> He 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 wrestle. He do jujitsu. Like he probably gonna take me. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, you you'll still have that one that one last time you can get him and put that grown man strength exactly. on him and let you him know one grown man hit. Yeah, you you You're got it. it. You back in it. You just gotta do it and not feel bad about it because like he felt bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like man, I shouldn't have did that. And I was like, bruh, 
Like, what would your dad do? Like, yeah. he probably would have punched me in my fucking mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> I was acting the way he was acting. It was like, yeah, man. So I, he's like, what about you? When you going to have kids? I'm like, man, I don't know, man. All I know is me and the wife already have this discussion. She's going to be the disciplinarian, mm-hmm. not me, because yeah. I'm a sucker. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I, I caught my older sneaking on a school night back to the laptop because she wanted to watch some show that her friends watch. Cause she want to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. So it was on some like eleven o'clock. She back into the kitchen at the table. I'm hearing little, little fidgets, and I'm like, "What the hell?" So I get up. I'm like, "What are you doing? Why are you not asleep?" You know. So I had to talk to her, and it's like, that to me is like the beginning. It's like she already like feels she can sneak around and and try to get this off, you know. And it's, <laughs> and it's like it's like what's coming? What's coming when the when the hormones kick in? Oh no! You know? Like. I'm going to have to deal with three periods. You know, I'm going oh, to I'm no. have, I'm have to deal with a lot of ish. I'm about to be gray and I'm already losing the weight. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be gray and skinny in a minute. But I mean, it's it, all that just like makes my mind like I can't, you can't miss a day. Like you really, you, if, if you're going to do it, you're going to be a parent, be a parent, man. Because the moment you let one thing slide or you're not as, as in tuned with what they're doing, you know, uh, sneaking up to go watch a TV show on a laptop could turn into sneaking up to head it to this homecoming that I said you couldn't go to. Mm. Or, you know, so it's like I'm trying to get all these ducks in a row. I, I, I know things are gonna happen. You know, look at the look at the Ball family. You know, they, <laughs> they got they got millions of dollars and and stealing from the Louis store. So Louis, Louis, Louis. I, I know Gucci. life gets in the way of people, man. But I'm trying hard to just like you say, be somewhat of a discipl- disciplinarian. But like the moment I do that. I gotta give him like 15 minutes, and then you wanna go to my screen. You wanna go? You know, I feel bad. My my daddy daughter, you know, thing starts kicking in. It's like, man, I'm am I being too hard on them? Am I being this, that, and third? So all those emotions play in, and then that next thing you know, we at Dairy Queen. You know, so. <laughs> got him again. Got me again. So. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Ball family, man. What's your thoughts about them? Uh, the two brothers signing with the Lithuania team, man. Everything that they're doing. I I am tuned into it. I, I am intrigued by it, but I'm also hesitant to like support it all the way, just because I feel like they they're doing what they should be doing in a position of let's just say power. I mean, it's a position of power. They they are the face of college sports right now, college basketball. I mean, they and ain't neither one of them in college exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and to hear to hear like you know, I heard a little bit of the uh, Breakfast Club. They were they had they had interviewed them, and I heard actually heard that coming in here actually I heard it on the radio, and just hearing them talk, man, it's like they really feel like they doing something special, which they are, and they can really change the game for a lot of people. But going over there to a, like people don't people think it's all you know it's all just hoops. Yeah, man, when you can't when you can't find a plug to plug in your iPhone because it's a totally different line of electricity over there. It's mm. a whole different. You know, voltage and different things, Watts. and yeah, Blow your all phone that. To shreds. Like the little things of life, trying to find a place to go get a you know bag of chips that you know, or little things is going to be a total. You saying they ain't got grippos in Lithuania? They might, but, but <laughs> I, I doubt it's the it's the number one choice. So like, just that whole living living somewhere like that, man, and, and adjusting to. I mean, you won't be able to communicate with a lot of people. It's going to be you know translators through and through, but. If this works out, I think college basketball might be in a little trouble because I think some of these some of these some of these big name guys are going to try 
to follow the the blueprint if it works. I don't think so, bro. I really don't because yeah, the dudes that can go over there and get paid a couple bucks or whatever, but it that that thing about college basketball that will always overshine the overseas thing happens in March. Mm-hmm. That stage of March madness is unmatched, man. When these kids go out there and ball, <laughs> ball, <laughs> uh, it, dudes have a have a run like De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, like I mean, I know it's been like damn near twenty years, but the run Carmelo had in mm-hmm. the tournament. When these dudes had that light on them and you ball out, your stock goes through the roof. True. Not only with NBA scouts, because that's obviously the most important, but Fans, because just be honest, I I think it's me, my homeboy, uh, Mike Wilson, and uh, my homeboy Peanut, like the last three people I know that watch college basketball religiously. Like I watch college (laughs) basketball. This is what I do. I'm a college sports fan. So I know these dudes throughout the season. But when that tournament is on and people got money on the line, everybody's tuned in at all times. They tune in. You know how the saying goes about work production oh, yeah. on on those first couple days of the tournament. I used to love tournament March Madness because <laughs> twelve o'clock, you know, it was TVs and less work. You know? Yeah, you should see me in the studio. I close the blinds, like All right, turn this TV on. Let me watch this game. But anyway, but I think that the light of that March Madness and the potential dollars you can make post college yeah. is going to be greater than and also. Sometimes dudes go over there and they just get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Like, I was reading about this team. They practice one day a week. Wow. Like, you can't get better if you don't practice, hence better practice, yeah. more playing time. You can't get better. Like, right. I, the bag you're getting, they're getting a couple dollars. Okay, for sure. you playing pro. Mm-hmm. You're a pro, technically. But there's levels to being a pro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like there's levels in radio to being a pro. You know what I'm saying? I'll... I got love for the city of Dayton, but it's market number 60. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's market number five. Yeah. It's levels to this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. levels to this radio shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like it's levels to this basketball shit. Obviously, the NBA is level one. Yeah. They're like on level, eh, but I, level everybody can come out there. I think I can make that team. I got a nice <laughs> corner yeah. three ball, dog. <laughs> I agree with that, but and and I want to say I agree with the fact that like I didn't really know Steph Curry until I saw that Davidson run. That's what I'm saying. So like I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like there's a potential for growth on that side, on the other side of the yeah, water. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So if they if they can get you know ten guys, or if they try to get that many to come over at the same time and and make the league a little tougher, I think I look at it from like a young man's mind, like. A lot of these kids, ball is life-life, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And nothing else comes before that. And to be able to be like, maybe they struggle on the ACT or maybe they struggling just to get you know the, the credits to be able to move on to the college level and not have to go to JUCO route or have to go to Division two, three, whatever. But I think with, with, having, with having the opportunity to decide. Oh, yeah, the decision. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think a lot of the young, not a lot. I don't want to use the word a lot. I think I think some of them are going to make the decision to try that route because they they looking at it like I'm already broke. I I can bring home six figures most 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 places over there if you're a big name guy. Yeah, and and I can do that for a year and it's. But they they're gonna to have to rely on Sports Center. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna to have to rely on us getting that ball. information here. 
to say, well, you've been hooping. Because I got friends like, you know, my, my neighbor, Kenny Hayes, played at Miami of Ohio, a great college career. He's been overseas pretty much since. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's playing against, like, you know, like Brian Roberts from a UD, like people from that time, you know, but, like, they're still making basketball yes, sir. and making good money over there. And, like, to see, to see but them. But they're in, listen to the leagues that they're in. Yes. The, like, if you're in that Chinese league, you're in that Turkey league, those are the big-time leagues. Yeah. Those, those are leagues that are, like, levels below the NBA. Right. Like, they take it serious. They got coaches, like, where uh, the Cavs coaches from, uh, mm-hmm. former Cavs coach, yeah. Black. Like, those areas over there, they take it serious. They invest in money. They not practicing one day a week. Right. They out here, like, yo, our league is – Ain't the NBA, but we out here playing like it's the NBA, and it means something. Just like when Dominique Wilkins left the NBA, he went overseas, won a couple championships, and he was like, "Man, it was a great feeling." Like the competition, he thought, "Oh man, these dudes can't hoop like that." Oh yeah, they can yeah. ball, yeah. they can really hoop, and they really going. Like, like I, I respect it, and I respect what they what he's trying to do. I just think the route that he's going is is dangerous for it for is. for his for his kids because. You know, if you're sending a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old over to Lithuania, one has already uh, expressed bad judgment by stealing. Mm-hmm. I know he's a kid, but nonetheless, it's bad judgment by stealing. Then you have another one who's 16 who you've taken out of high school already. Mm-hmm. You know, so he doesn't even have a high school education. Right. And you're just dumping them overseas. I know... He, I don't know this for sure. I don't think he's going overseas to stay with his kids. I mean, obviously, their mom had a stroke, so he's right. being there with his wife, which mm-hmm. is a great thing. Got the other son that's in the NBA. He's at all the games, doing yeah. all the post-game interviews. So it's almost like, I don't want to say, oh, man, I'm going to concentrate on the one that's the breadwinner, and y'all go over there and try to make your own way. It's, but it just seems to me like, man, like that's a it's a dangerous game to it be is. playing with your kids, man. Like, th- like you said, man, a language barrier is crazy, mm-hmm. dog. Like, that, it's not Spanish. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like something from, that we're here in the United States, you can you can what's broken language it together a little bit. Exactly. I don't even know what Lithuanians speak. And, <laughs> and and to go days, like it's one thing to like I'm here for you know a, a vacation, or yeah. I'm here for like to be going through month five, month six, like that time, like I spent nine months in Iraq and it felt like I was there for five years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just wouldn't end. So like imagine, and that was even on the confines, that was a totally different experience than they're going to experience. They're right. going to have some freedoms and you know, all that ain't going to be no war, hopefully no war time, things going on there. But like just the, the day to day living and missing, you know, you're gonna be flying chicks over because you miss them. You're gonna be, <laughs> gonna be doing so much that you know you could lose that focus of why you're there. And then on the flip too, which I which I agree with what you're saying of of, of of a fine line is look at like you know Paul George injury the the, the mm. kid the kid uh, from what was it Maryland that had the bad injury the shin popped out. Oh, was that? Uh, from Louisville. Louisville, yeah, Louisville. But like something like that could happen. You know, we pray it don't. But right, an injury. Uh, anything could happen to where now you 30 with no high school, you know, hopefully you go and complete some education throughout this process, but you need, you need to still consider that education because, you know, it's okay to have 5 million when you 30 or 50 million when you 30, but if you ain't managing it right, you'd be out here looking like a, 
uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Francis. Anthe- Antonio Daniels or whatever. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Blowing out that here trying bag. to compete with the with the baller brand, you know, and 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 trying to hold that stature, man. And 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 next thing you know, you you hurting. So I wish him the best, man. But I just really think that it's gonna take it's gonna take a little less from dad. A lot more from them, you know. Yeah. Like I, I think they're gonna have to really take control of their own lanes because you know I feel like if you know if, if he gets muted, if if pops get muted more than he has been, like are they gonna be able to still keep this going and try to change the game? You know, they're yeah. really trying to flip it up, and you know it's it, it's needed. I mean, because I feel like college kids should at least get. Couple grand, you know. Yeah, like, definitely. Have as much as the have much as the NCAA makes and does off of their talents, you know. I mean, to give them to give them uh, some headphones at the bowl game <laughs> ain't enough for me. Get so. them a little five hundred dollar <laughs> gift card to Best Buy. That yeah, ain't cutting it, huh? Nah, nah. They need a little more, man. Did you hear Kevin Hart's interview on the Breakfast Club? I watched the bulk of it. Yes. I, I what did. did you think? I'm mad we didn't get to ask those questions when we talked to him. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like he gave us the checklist. Now, like, <laughs> yeah, man, behind the curtain a little bit. You know, we got the little plug, got the little love, got the interview with Kevin Hart on the pod, which we are grateful for, and it was yeah. super dope to do that. Absolutely. But you know, prior to the uh, interview, it was like, uh, please stay on topic. Yeah, we got we got a, a call for management for sure. Yeah, yeah so. definitely got a call for management. Please stay on topic. So we didn't want to ruffle too many feathers, man. We want to keep that that plug line open, but. You know, on the Breakfast Club, they were allowed to ask him about all those mm-hmm. very personable questions and everything like that. What was your takeaway from it? Man, I think I think like Kev really he wanted to like one of the biggest, I think, celebs that really like he'll he'll open up in the right, you know, like in that setting, mm-hmm. he was giving us a lot of yeah. a lot of information that we he didn't have to. You know, he Fact. didn't have he didn't have to share none of that with us. But to like to hear you know, like the things that he had to, you know, he's still trying to make sure home is right and he has to pass on some of these club nights like he, like he, you know, <laughs> maybe not have done in the past. But overall, it was a dope interview. It was very informative. And I think, I think he really, he, he just know how to use his, use his lane, man. I mean, he, he being a comedian and having things happen like that, that's just more that, I mean, more I, material, I, yeah. I, I saw an irresponsible tour commercial last night. And it was all like, you know, show me how I'm irresponsible. And it's like a whole bunch of different Kevs and on, on, on like a bus. And mm-hmm. it's like Kev playing a driver and he's a and then it's like his boys, but they're all him. And they're talking and he's like, you know, how am I irresponsible? And he's like, what about that girl in the car in Miami? You know, whatever. He was like, that wasn't even me. What about Vegas? Like, hey, fuck you. You know, like so like he's bringing the light, reversing it to where now I got material. Yeah, and, for sure. I was saying same thing I told my wife. Uh, we watched it together. <laughs> Stupid move. Uh, <laughs> but we watched it together nonetheless. And I was just like, man, he's a smooth talking motherfucker, I man. I about to say, he got a mouthpiece Got on a mouthpiece, him. bro. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, the average person can't get away with what he's Folds. talking about. They, they fold. They <laughs> fold. And more importantly, their girl leaves them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's bigger than her being embarrassed. It's the cheating. She's knocked up. Mm-hmm. And him, quote unquote, taking responsibility for it because obviously he did. But, you know, it's not those things ain't going to fly if you making 50 a yeah. year. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just I'm not calling his <laughs> wife no gold digger or anything like that, but you know, there's a a little extra element of well, let me stick this out. Exactly. <laughs> and he and he even said like, you know, I'm at home dealing with the head slaps every day or yeah. you know, dealing with let's turn this social media off and and let's get our core back together like he's really like basically like I feel like I've been in that in that shoe just on a whole different pay scale. You know, I, <laughs> I feel like I had a situation where it's like I'm trying to trying to keep everybody cool. Yeah. I don't want no drama. I fucked up. You let's ain't just, an adult if you ain't fucked yeah, up. Let's before. just move on. And you know, it's like to but to fight for that, you know, is one thing. But then like you say, to have the means to remove yourself from that yes. if you need to. Exactly. That's a different whole ball game because people like me get into something. And I and then I have to run and go find me a whole new spot and a whole new car and like if I have to like move life, that's gonna be difficult for me right now. You yeah, know, like I don't have ten G stacked up to just uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, the ability <laughs> for him to shut down the movie shoot for a week, take him and the wife, take some time, go away, mm-hmm. smooth things out. You know what I'm saying? The average Nothing Joe ain't got it like that. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm talking about yeah. more. The ability to to stop everything you're doing, focus on that solely, and mm-hmm. not to worry about the day to day life. Exactly, is a uh, it's, it's not it's a it's a opportunity that he's presented to himself. That's mm-hmm. what he's earned the right to do. Yeah, but it, uh, the average Joe can't get that can't get that no, off. Can't. can't get that off. And to be able to do it the way he did it, and really, if you think about it. A lot of the hoopla and the social media buzz was just created by fans. For sure. And to be able to kind of like turn that down for a second, let's 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 figure out what we want to do. Let's figure out what we can do. And but to be able to do that on a private island in Bora Bora, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wherever you choose to go, like that is the game changer to where I'm doing that in Clayton, Ohio. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. A lot different. So we need to ask Tone, Tony Rock, and Mark Gregory, what is off limits for a comedian? Because he has some things to say about Michael Blackson mm-hmm. roasting him on social media. Yeah. We need to ask them what is off limits because, you know, when you were around your, your homeboys and y'all having a quality roast session, like when I was a kid, like dudes knew I was the, the mama jokes. Yeah. I don't play mama jokes. I still don't really play mama <laughs> jokes. You can get one or two of and then I'm like, alright, that's enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a mama's boy and I'm not too keen on that. Yeah. So anything about me is all, is, hey, do what you want to do. It don't matter. Right. But, you know, what is off limits for a comedian? We have to ask them yeah. the next time I, they come on the pod. I've heard Tone a little bit talk about that and I, if on the outside looking in, I feel like they really, like that's what makes comedians great though. Like they can take something like that and calculate just enough laughs or get just enough of it of the content out to the masses to where I'm talking about it, but at the same time, it ain't really like causing a whole nother story. Yeah. So like the Michael Blackson thing, like I don't, rec- I mean, I recall him, you know, the Tyree stuff, and that's what he, that's kind of what he do. You know, yeah. he takes something that's hot and make it more funny for a minute. But like to be a homeboy or yeah. like. To cross that line of like we co-workers are all we boys, you know what I'm saying? Right. And to be to be it sounded like Kev felt like he kinda crossed that line a little on the I know you, like we you know, I know you know you and for you to kind of jab like that, I don't think he appreciated it. But from my perspective, Kev I think I think yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what we think? Right. Kev took it away. Uh but I think from my perspective, it's a 
if you use it as material in your stand up, yeah, it's like man, Kev Harden got caught up. Like man, what the hell is he thinking? So like, and then spin it into like situations of your own and mm-hmm. poke fun at yourself and fun at other people and all that type of stuff. But the whole like, I guess Michael Blackson now he got his he has his NFL recaps where he's roasting cast for dropping passes or mm-hmm. losing games. So he's like got his weekly thing where he's roasting everything, yeah. and that's what he does. Like you know what I'm saying? And I. Definitely know Michael Blackson has thick skin because he roasts the shit out of himself. Yeah. He posts pictures of people roasting him. Like, <laughs> I think in his mind, like, everything's open. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You here, you out in the public light, you get roasted. And if he don't do it, then it's like you've done everything else. Why you didn't touch on that? Yeah. You know, so it's almost like you got to just do it and be like, i deal with it if Kev get mad later. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that's a, I mean, if you think about it, man, like, that's a tough job. Like, yeah. You, like, just... You had to ruffle feathers to make money, you know, and it's, you got to get people a little uncomfortable about things or, you know, a certain, you know, a certain group of people might not like how you're doing this, but the masses are are loving it and laughing and you making your, making your money to feed your family by yeah. how you're doing this. So, I mean, as a comedian, I would think that nothing would be off limits to an extent, but like at the same time, like you got to like, you got to just laugh. I mean, because that's your job is to make, make people laugh. Yes, for sure. And as much as you, you know, you shouldn't have fucked up if you didn't want motherfuckers <laughs> laughing at you. So. That is also true. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, it's funny. Uh, we had our holiday party for the station uh, this past week. It was at the Funny Bone, and it's talking about making people uncomfortable. So, uh, our former GM was a ham. He loved to be on stage. He loved the whole court. Mm-hmm. He just loved to tell stories about back in the uh, 70s and 80s when he was coming up in radio. He's a big guy. He's just big personality. Just loves attention. And he creates off a great aura. Our new GM is the opposite. Mm-hmm. He's a straight line guy. He's a great guy, funny guy. But like, if you know him on a personal level and not like type of guy that likes to hold court. He's just yeah. like more just straight business type of guy. It was just fine with me yeah. not a big problem so we had our holiday parties like two or three years in a row at the funny bone so uh they got a comedian instead and i was like i figured that he wasn't <laughs> gonna be up there holding court or whatever yeah. just telling jokes and uh, talking about the year recap he's gonna get up there hey appreciate everybody's hard work this year here's your little christmas bonuses <laughs> and here's a comedian yeah i knew that was what i was gonna go so that's exactly what happened so the comedian's up there i forget his name uh, dang, I wish I really could remember his name. He's from Springfield. I think his name was like Rick Cosby or something like that. Irrelevant. <laughs> He's up there doing the shtick or whatever. A couple jokes, couple jokes, couple jokes, couple jokes. Then he starts to take it to that racial racial tone. <laughs> talk about white folks. And uh, he's like, I'm mixed. My uh, mom is white. My dad is, well, you know, not around. <laughs> so that shit was hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny how the room was set up because... <laughs> The black people were on one side of the fucking room, <laughs> and the white people were on one side of the room. So he noticed that. He brought that factor up. And then he told a joke, and then in the middle of the joke, can't do the joke, but he said nigga. And all the black people was rolling. We was in there dying. And then as I look around the room, the redness on the white people's faces was like, can I laugh? Should I yeah. not laugh? <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, somebody's going, who's the HR person? She raised her hands like, yeah, 
gonna be a lot of complaints come up <laughs> tomorrow because I'm taking it there. Yeah, I was like, wow. I, I experienced that uh, at Chris Wright's uh, comedy show, man. Chris, you know, being a UD guy, a lot of his UD family mm. he invited, and it was, you know, it was the main seating, and then they had like tables on the outside, and it felt like all the niggas was in the middle, <laughs> and the outskirts was all the white folks. Ain't that crazy how that still happened? And and the jokes was coming, and you would hear half the half the room ah going crazy, <laughs> and the other half is kind of like, <laughs> like they kind of like sneak laughing or trying to not get caught laughing, or it just felt uncomfortable Fuck for you laughing. <laughs> yeah. So I got to, I got to witness that, and I had the perfect angle. I was in the corner of the room, right right next to the stage, and I could just see everybody's reactions, and I was laughing at that just as much <laughs> as the jokes, man, because it was like you know the comedians was. I think they're all were black comedians, and they all had pretty much black content. Yeah, you know, they. I mean, they 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 did a little crossover jokes, but the majority of their set was their their world, you yeah. know, and and it's different from the white world, you Facts. know, fact. So it was just funny to see the jokes and like some one side of the room didn't find it as funny as the other, and then the other when then they had their jokes, we kind of. Eh, it was all right, but they ah they laughing, so it was it was definitely a mixed room, and those rooms are tough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, oh. <laughs> he also got faith. <laughs> Did he got her? Got her good too. Is <laughs> out there talking about you know uh you talking about sex or whatever, and he's like, yeah, they even have names for different types of sex. It's like what what do they call it? Uh, having sex on an airplane? Faith blurred out. The Maha Club is like, and there's the whore. <laughs> Everybody was rolling. She was like, "This is like, it's like it happens every show, yeah. every show. It's like it's always one." And then the thing about it was, I was just like, when we go to comedy shows, my wife isn't loud like talking back, but she's loud when she laughs. Yeah, and she has one of those laughs you can definitely recognize. And, and after that happened, she was mum with the laugh. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's out here roasting. And you know, so we only got about thirty. 40 people in the building so you know we're at the funny bone the whole like shoot 300 people in that room so we're all literally right there so there's no room to hide (laughs) so she was laughing like (laughs) like this like hey i don't need him bringing that pain this way right damn right you don't need you don't uh, need that problem did you uh get a chance to check out any new music this week i did uh, there was a lot. I saw Scarface came out with some i saw it i didn't even know i didn't either i saw i haven't checked it out yet but i saw scarface i saw m I saw Jeezy, G Easy, also. Yeah, yep. So I, I I ran through half of the M album. Uh, what's your thoughts? It was okay. Really? I think he was. I mean, really? I liked. I liked. I liked two. Like I, I think. I think <laughs> I said two. But I only like five or six in. There was. There was like I think number two, number three. I don't remember the names, but the, the second song after the uh, Walk on Water song that was like the intro song. But I enjoyed just hearing some. Hip hop ish beats with, uh, under yeah. him, but he still kind of was like he would give you a segments in the song yes. where he's spitting bars the way you want him to, and then it was segments where he's still trying to be like just be a little different. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm looking forward to this drive to Cleveland. I got three hours in the car, so I get to really go to the lab with a lot of his music. Yeah. I ran through the M once. I need to go through it like a couple more times to really catch the vibe of it. It's like eh. right now. I ran through the Jeezy. That shit's banging. Mm-hmm. He got a song on there with my boy J. Cole and Kendrick. I saw you post that. <laughs> and the surprising thing about that song, not that, and I'm a big Jeezy fan, but to say he's a lyricist, he's not. He's yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? He's a good rapper, great presentation. You know what I'm saying? Just overall flow is his style I mm-hmm. really like. But 
Jeezy probably got the best verse on that song. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like it, it it's up for debate if him or J. Cole, because by far Kendrick has the weakest verse on there, which is surprising. But hey, it is what it is. You're not always gonna hit a home run. Yeah. But that song overall is dope. Yeah. Super dope. That's, like that's so on, I ran through that. For sure. That uh song got on there with Puff Bottles Bottles Up, which is a uh play off a of, uh um off an old Hot Boy song, which is which is crazy dope. <laughs> I love that song. So the Jeezy pretty dope. I'ma listen to the G Easy, the M, and the Scarface on the drive home. So I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to that. Boy G Easy got some shit, man. Yeah. I can't even front, man. He got some shit. He I do. actually like him. He so do. I'm I'm rocking you, with that. Didn't another music question. Do you think that Black Thought oh my God. gets gets any where does he place? Because I feel like he he could be in some top fives of people's list. He could be in five through ten. But like after a ten minute freestyle like that, I think he he raised his stock a little more. Okay, <laughs> it, it's like this for me with Black Thought. I know he's dope. I know he can can spit. There's no question about that. And uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna look up the song right now because it's on Big Pun first album. He's on there, and I'm going to get the name of the song. Bear with me. Big pun. While he's doing that, please yeah, follow you. us on you Instagram and Twitter at You Can't Make This Up Podcast. Uh, please share our pod, and uh, any questions or concerns, you can hit us up at You Can't Make This Up Podcast at Gmail. There you go. Uh, super lyrical. Big pun, black thought, capital punishment. Hey, yo, my Go go hit that up on the Googles. Yeah. Go listen to that. So I always knew he could spit. And from that song on, I was like, oh, this dude's for real. So, but him being a part of a hip-hop band. They're not a group. They're a hip-hop band. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there's songs where he don't even rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? The band does the band thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? So he comes in. Some dude, they get a song where a singer's doing most of the song and he comes in and spits a couple of lines and you know what I'm saying he is literally part of a band right and him being on Jimmy Kimmel now mm-hmm. no Jimmy Fallon I'm bad yeah. like you know what I'm saying it takes a I'm not say take away but you know what I'm saying him being an MC isn't the thing yeah it's you know he's a part of a production part of, yeah. yeah like <laughs> you could say the drummer Quest Love is the most popular member of the Roots in fact and he doesn't speak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Very little. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a weird type of thing that they got going on. It's a great thing. Yeah. But then you're here with that reminder. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, <laughs> see, that's how I, I can go at... for 10 minutes, bruh. Yeah, that's how I look at it. 10 minutes! Because to see, like, The Roots is like a 10-piece a band almost. Yeah. I mean, they're huge. A huge band. And to, to be able to be... Got to be top three bands out, you know. What <laughs> yeah. I mean, got to be. I mean, like, look at look at the, the their resume. Look at you know they've they've crossed over into the quote unquote commercial world, the the you know the network television. Get you know, that bag. And, <laughs> and and I think some of that hurts the you know corner store speakers on a Saturday in the summer. Like we ain't looking to play no black thought. Yeah. You know? And I think. But if it came on, wouldn't nobody be, you know, be have a problem with it? I just think that, like you say, that whole thing that the Roots has going on, kind of, you forget about what Black Thought can do day in, day out. Absolutely. Know? And you know you shake up the game when the young boys is like, whoa, 
Mm-hmm. It was like, what, what, what was that? Yeah. That's when you say, that is what hip hop is. Was it you that shared the meme with, that was you. <laughs> with the like th- two minute, four minute, seven minute, <laughs> ten minute. That was hilarious because that was exactly it. You just sitting there like, hmm. I've listened to that like four or five times and I obviously I'm catching different stuff right. in there every time and I'm going to listen to that a lot. Yeah. Like, the, like Funk Flex, he, I may not agree with everything he does like on his platform on Hot 97, but he does him being in this business for so long. He has great connections. So his interviews that he gets are great. He gets people that I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. And when he got that going, he's really hitting a home run with it. I mean, the the one that uh, 50 spit, nice mm-hmm. little verse on there. Uh, my boy Meek Mill, whenever he goes on there, always comes with flames. Mm-hmm. But this one, man, yeah. this was just like next level. This shit was next level, bro. It was only thing I'm mad about, I've only got to listen to it twice, and both times I've got like a chunk of it was interrupted by something, you know, like <laughs> somebody calling me or whatever. Yeah, and, exactly. And I'm like, I, I need to like go to like the sauna or something. Like, give me like a si- a silent ten minutes to really listen to this because I want I want to retain it because I feel like I feel like the moments I've heard is like it's nice, and I just want to be like I want to get the whole thing from zero to ten minutes, and then really make a, a true, true observation. But everything I've heard, man, and, and, and it's, it's just so it's, much. It's up there on the Funk Fleck list of freestyles. It's so much, and it's so much to break down. And I'm looking forward, because, I mean, it's always some super hip-hop nerd out there that does a breakdown of lyrics and everything like that or, or, on Rap Genius or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to read it, listen to it, watch it, and really break it down and catch the lines that I missed because I know I missed a ton of them because it was just like certain things that stand out and you're like, oh shit, so you missed like some more shit. So it's just like, like, like I really want people to think about this. Dude rap for 10 minutes, yes. dog. <laughs> yes. 10 we've, minutes we've, straight. We've had bars one-on-one people that, you know, struggle with a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. say struggle, but didn't, didn't one take it. Yeah. You know, and you can't expect everyone to do that. Everyone is different. But like to go ten minutes and for one have the the breath, the wind to do that, Whew. the 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 brain to come up with metaphors and one liners for ten minutes. I mean, that's amazing. I, I I have a I have a gong for the pod though. I gotta break it what's news. Up, what's up, what's up, what's up? I just saw this alert, man. Marvin Lewis is leaving the Bengals after this season. Wow. Bleacher Report says Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis leaving team after 15 seasons. N- never won a playoff game. Plans wow. to leave after this season. Does Hallelujah! H- does Hugh Switch Jackson back, come, back? come down to the Bengals? Because you know that's where you want to be. Yeah. Does Does Marvin Lewis take a job in the front office? Right. That's and, the- <laughs> and, and Hugh come down? Mm-hmm. And then the Browns are left trash as usual? That's that's crazy. That's, that's, that's Now... Now the concern for me will be new, a new thing for the Bengals could lead to another decade of bullshit or it could lead to getting back to playoff football. And I feel like we were just on the verge of playoff football. Obviously, we haven't got a playoff win, so we're just like right there in that 7, 8, 9, you know, team 7 to 10 ranked mm-hmm. area. And I think with the season we have in this year, there's an opportunity to go through the 90s again. 
And I don't really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your overall feeling about Coach Lewis? I think he did the best he could, man. There, when, you, when, when you can't win a playoff game for 15 years, that's always going to be the, the main bullet point, you know, to where you have to deal with that question night in, night out when it gets around this time of year. So I think I think he's had some great seasons, had some great teams, had great opportunities through a couple of seasons there to really you know push the envelope for the for the, for the, the Bengals. Um, but overall, man, just not like there's certain people that that just get these opportunities that others don't. Like you can't go somewhere and 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 not get and not get your uh, employee evaluation level. If it's if it's average at best for fifteen years, I think eventually the company might consider you know moving on from you. Well, well, well before fifteen years. So that's the I, thing. I agree. That's the thing. I think that you I look at with. you look at the ownership of the Bengals. That's the biggest man. And you know, I think the ownership was content. Like once once the Bengals started winning games mm-hmm. and making the playoffs, it's like well, you know what, could be a lot worse. Yeah, we, we could be <laughs> the Browns. Yeah, the, I, I saw. A, I saw a, a meme, Star Wars that came out with three movies, <laughs> and the the Browns have one. And, I, and, I, and I, I didn't believe it. I went back and looked. In 2015, towards the end of the year, they got a dub, like the beginning of December. Lost the last three or four games of the year. Yeah, they beat the then, Chargers. And then 2016, only go, uh, did they go O? They're on the verge of going O. Yeah, so like they've... The way the Cowboys, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. like twenty fifteen December, yeah, got the they last. lost all those games. Mm-hmm. Then basically all the way through, they beat the Chargers, mm-hmm. and now all the way through now, yeah. So yeah. one win though, bro. Like, and I just to see that on paper and like it is true, you know. It's like that to me hurts you. I mean, he'll, he'll probably get something if he won it, but I, I don't think I think he wants to stay there, man. I think Whew. I think he wants to try to right this wrong. Hey man, if they go, if they get a goose egg, ouch! That's all I know, man. It's funny you bring up Star Wars because I went to go see that shit yesterday. Did you? Hell yeah! How was it? I loved it, man. (laughs) I loved it. I'm a Star Wars nerd. Uh, I'm gonna go see it again when I get to Cleveland with my brother. He's already saw it twice. Damn! I'm gonna go see it. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna go see it again. And no spoilers, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. I I know you're not, but I'll probably get dragged there by the wife. So. I'm expecting it now that I've that I've opened up a little bit to these uh, Marvel movies and, and and that lane of just sci-fi, whatever you want. I don't even know what to call it. I don't, I don't even rock with it. But but to I will say, Star Wars to me is probably the one that I could get through the most because I actually like I saw the very first one. Her, she had a coworker that had like the whole set, the box set, and gave her gave her the set for like two weeks and that's all she did was run through every one so I would catch moments of it with her watching it but to me it's like I don't know it's the silence of it sometimes the slowness of it sometimes slow burn yeah it's like I need I need some some bad boys cars blowing up and people I would say this (laughs) I would say this they're broken into threes out of the original three Empire Strikes Back is the best out of the prequel three, Revenge of the Sith is the best. Out of these three that are coming out now, the mm-hmm. third one is comes out in like three years. But out of this pack, the uh, this one's probably the best one. So mm-hmm. like it seems like the middle one is always the best one. Yeah. So I wish I would have got into them young. I just didn't have that 
no one no yeah, no man. one pushed me towards it you know what i'm saying it's a it's a thing it's a blessing and a curse yeah. man it's it's a blessing and a curse i my mom is a huge sci-fi movie person my brother is a movie person period tv show so i was just always watching movies i shouldn't have been watching as a kid like i seen like scary movies like at the age of like six like yeah, i shouldn't be watching this but i will right and just being involved in that and like that was that was our family time we gonna watch star wars we gonna watch this this is what we gonna do and like so now you know going to the movies on at freaking 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> is like my thing like yo we going periods you're like well what time does it start? 10. It's like, well, why do we have to leave at 8? Because it's going to be a line out the ass, so we got to get there early. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's like my thing. Yeah. One more question before we wrap up, Shot yeah, Man. Yeah. What's the plans for the holiday, man? What you got on tap? Man, this Christmas. This Christmas. <laughs> Y'all don't want me singing. I'm really looking forward to just, like, we, we kind of we kind of got Christmas out of the way early as far as gifts. So Smart that man. was, yeah, that was, I told the wife, I said, well, I got these, these hot months of, of wedding gigs. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get a couple of this stuff. And then a couple turned into a couple more. Then we realized, you know, mom's always, you know, spoils the grandbabies. And we usually, what we do for the last, I would say, well, actually probably since I've had kids, really. But a strong seven, eight years for sure. Um, I just take my family to my mom's house. And we usually spend Christmas Eve going to see my grandmother. Um, going over there, she's up in age, and and we that used to be the, the 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 whole play used to be Christmas Eve was Grandma's house. Grandma would have all you know the grandkids gifts. We have dinner, and then we would go see. When I was younger, we would go see my great grandmother mm-hmm. after Grandma's house. Okay. So then, once I became an adult, it uh, my great grandmother passed. Now Christmas just became at Grandma's house, and for a long time, what it was, but now. She feels the pressure to have to cook and feels like she got a host and yeah. she's 84. And it's like, we want you just to be chill. Chill. We'll bring food. We'll bring whatever we need to bring. We don't want you doing nothing. But like, she started, she's had early signs of dementia. So she'll forget that she wasn't supposed to cook and then still be trying to cook. Be she know. It yeah. up like, hey. Like, last year, she made dinner for probably, you know, 20 people and we weren't planning on going. My mom goes over there early in the day to drop off something and see her cooking and like what you know. So then she had a call. She got three brothers. Called everybody up. Like we got we, we got to come through. Stop <laughs> so, everything yeah. you're doing. So yeah, we went over there. But like this year, it's gonna be for sure. Um, we're bringing grandma to my mom's house, and she enjoys seeing the the babies. You know, open up their gifts and stuff. And Dope. so we'll uh we'll we'll spend Christmas Eve at mom's and then Christmas Day. Once we go get up, get her done with our initial gift opening, some fam's gonna come over and have dinner at my at my mom's house this year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be chill, man. I don't have nothing going on DJ wise until New Year's. Shout to the cues. <laughs> but um, I I normally had something. So this is like when I have a Christmas time frame. When I don't, I I love it because like from right now until New Year's, I'm nothing. Chill, man. And I don't have to open the laptop for a couple of days. But then the moment I do that. I got a hundred songs to catch up on, so <laughs> I still tackle it. Excuse me, I still tackle it a little bit, but overall, man, it's gonna be chill. Just gonna be chilling with the fam. Um, and for me, man, it's more so about my kids. I, Christmas had never, even when I was younger, man, I didn't really care. I'm I'm the person I'd rather spend time with you than you spend your money on me. Mm-hmm. That's just how I, I guess, been. 
So like I hated the fact where like like a birthday when I was like a teenager, I didn't like having a party because I didn't want people to come over and feel pressured to give me a car with twenty dollars mm-hmm. in it or feel pressured to do this or that. It's like just come kick it. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just all play some spades and laugh and joke and whatever. So for now for my kids, man, it's like for me, give me the underwear and the socks. I know I'm getting. I know I'm getting. <laughs> I know I'm getting a pair of PJs from mom because that's my, my my mom buys. A pair of pajamas for everybody. Hey, you need a smaller size this year, hey, bro. She, she's struggling to find the right yeah, one. You know so what I mean? She 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 actually uh she actually it was funny. She said that this week she comes by with a pair of three uh, X sweats, and I was in the three to four X range early in the year. And she was like, "I want you to try these on. Put them on. Let go. They fell off." So she like, "Oh, so she like I gotta get you a two X." And for somebody that's you know been big for a while to hear two X again, hey. it's, it's like oh, I can maybe go to Macy's now. You know, like, <laughs> I can go shopping with Smoke now. And then, nah, I mean. Cause like a lot of a lot of the you know people are gonna realize it's hard to find nice looking stuff in bigger sizes, and it costs more and X Y Z to be losing weight and to be like to I'm struggling now to like know what I need to go like. Stand in, in in a men's warehouse and just get totally taped and sized <laughs> and figure out what's what because you know two X I ain't been two X in a decade you know so I'm excited about it and uh yeah she uh she she even considering getting some XL stuff if if it, if it looked like it might fit so we'll see do your so, thing Playboy yeah, do yeah, your thing feeling good it's about to be a packed crib bro it's yeah. gonna be packed at my mom's crib is it, it's just gonna be is it moms uh, every year it's moms what? every year it's gonna be packed my aunt and uncle and little cousin coming in from jersey so that's three more people up in the crib obviously the wife the nephew sister-in-law mother-in-law brother mom grandmother and just everybody mm-hmm. so i plan on getting wasted <laughs> i'm gonna be wasted the whole time that's, bro. that's my <laughs> one concern about uh my new year's gig man for those that i want to share this with y'all real quick my new year's gig um, it's, it's the Q Year's Eve. They do it every year. This year it's at Fairborn Holiday Inn. The ticket is seventy five dollars, and people always be like, "Well, seventy five dollars, man! You're getting premium blend on the early side. You're mm. getting dinner. They usually do like a like a like a like a breakfast dinner type type deal, but it'd be like laid out with ten different options. They usually do a comedy show and then the party. But the one thing that people don't realize too that come with it is they be having open bar from eight p.m. to one a.m. Wow. And this thing be and and a lot of the people that come, of course, are cues and their wives and friends, but majority of them book the hotel up. So I've never I've, this would be my fifth or sixth one. It's never been less than two fifty as far as the amount of people that's been in there, and two hundred of them is slapped having a, just a great time, you know. And it's like that event be so fun because no one's like driving home. Everybody's yeah. just crawling to the room. You see people literally like, uh, like they just hurt, you know, but everybody's kicking it and having a ball. And that event, man, the, the open bar alone is going to save you. Ding, that 70. Ding, ding. It's going to pay that you paying 75. Yes. But if, if you come in with somebody yeah. and you have three drinks, you probably spent that's 75. 75. <laughs> so like, that's, that's a win. Exactly. Bro. It's, it, it's a dope event, man. They, Premium Blend always does the first half. I think this year they're actually not doing a comedy show this year, but they're doing Premium Blend a little longer, and then I get to do a little more party because it's always been like 11.30, 11.45, trying to get people up for 10 minutes before the ball drops. So now they're going to give me maybe like an hour to get the party going, get the vibe going, and then bring in 2018 the right way, man. So if y'all want to check that out, man, please, I'm telling you, I wouldn't lie to you. I've done this event five years. It's I always in tickets. My- Oh, um, Eventbrite, they're doing it there. You can hit up, um, I think it's the 
Let me look real fast. I got it right here. And while he's doing that, <laughs> you know, we love doing this pod, man. We appreciate all the love we get, man. But uh, we need some love in return. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Rate us on iTunes. Share it on your social medias while you still can for free. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that on another episode of the pod, man. That whole thing is going on with the FCC. Uh, but definitely appreciate all the support and the love that we get throughout the pod for this last 2017. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be, we're going to take a week off yeah. for Christmas and we're going to be back on New Year's Eve yeah. right before Killer Goes does his thing at the Two Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, talk about, you know what I'm saying, our greatest things about last year's pod and it's going to be a just, good just year, talk year about, review. Yeah, yeah year, year in review. review. We're going to get it in, man. So for tickets, I know Chad Diggs, um, he's a go-to person. Um, there's two numbers on this flyer. The first number is 937-248-3470. And the other number is 937-426-7800. That might, that might be to the hotel. It's the uh, Holiday Inn 2800 Presidential Drive Fairborn. Squareborn! Well, that's it, man. That's another pod in the books, man. I hope you have a great holiday, yeah, bro. you too, man. Safe travels there, man. Enjoy the time away from work. Enjoy the time away from, you know, having to run run a household and just sit back, relax, watch some football, eat, drink, be merry, man. Drink a lot. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot. Trust me. And everybody on that listens to this pod, have a great and oh, safe, absolutely. happy holiday. Absolutely. You Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Peace.